Hi, and uh, welcome to our first podcast on working scientifically in the CDP. I'm out at Xavier College with Gillian Harrington, who is um, teaching uh, investigating science for the first time. And I'm just going to find a little bit about Jill and how things are working for her in the investigating science. So, so welcome, Gillian. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Okay, hi, Peter. Um, my background is I've been teaching or in education for about 30 years. I've taught in many schools from Victoria to New South Wales. I had a great break working with CSIRO education programs for five years. Um, I've always been a little bit of a maverick science teacher, maths teacher. That's cool. uh, so, yeah, this is fitting in very well with my, my, my thoughts and philosophies. Great, great. So what do you like about teaching science? I mean... I love the fact that you can indulge in kids' curiosity. They, I, I think teaching Year 7 is probably my favourite because they come in so excited about doing science. So, um, and I like to try and, and keep that enthusiasm going. So I guess what do I like about teaching science is oh, you get to do cracks with the kids, which is brilliant and exciting. Um, and do you, you get, do you get the kids to, do, to design their own cracks and stuff in, in the junior years as well? We do, and I do, but um, still with a lot of scaffolding um, and still trying to balance the demands of a syllabus that's quite overcrowded with, with, with having that time to just step back and give the kids space to so, learn how to do it. So how, how do you feel about the new... I mean, the old syllabus was pretty crowded. How do you feel about the new Stage 6 science syllabuses? I think anything that gives us a little chance to have a bit of flexibility, go a little bit deeper into the subjects with when kids actually find something interesting that they want to explore has just got to be a good thing. Cool, cool. So you've been teaching investigating science this time this year. I've, I've been in your class a few times. It's really cool. I really love going into your class. Can you tell me a bit about the course and, and, and how, you, how you actually run it? Well, it took a while to get my head around what the course was about. And so what the course is about is is really learning how to work scientifically how to devise an experiment how how science has been um, organized in in the past how, how how we find these discoveries why when you have climate scientists saying that we need some climate change um, that there's so much research going behind that and that people that are saying you know climate change isn't real can't back up what they're saying and, and I want the kids to you know, to be doing this to come out of this is really educated, questioning, challenging, you know, society participants. So are you seeing that in the course? Are you seeing that the students do that? Are they actually starting to question and starting to develop those ideas? Only just. Uh, you have a lot of resistance. They're so trained into, um, right, there's the content I have to do, these are the skills I have to do, this is my marking criteria for the assessment, you know, I have to know these things to pass... Um, that, that trying to get them to think, because we're not going so fast, they didn't feel like they were learning anything, and to get them to stop and think about how experiments were devised and how they were done in the past, um, I, I think they've found that change of pace very challenging and finding it difficult to take those ideas as seriously as learning, you know, the different parts of the atom within a week or, so or those sorts it's, of things. So it's about uh, getting those skills developed rather than that than those, uh, the content. And, and finding that those things have great value, um, that they're not just things that happen automatically. I was talking to the kids and I was saying that when they do experiments in science, 
these experiments that they're doing have been tried out, you know, generation after generation. We've worked out all the issues and they always work. And that's not what science is about, that right. to actually design a prac takes a long time, a lot of tweaking. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to change, you know, how you're planning it. And, and that's a part of science that, that these guys just don't get to see. Yeah, how, how have they come about doing that, making mistakes? How are they coping with that, being able to make mistakes? Um, they're getting there. They don't like it. We've got neat freaks who don't like to <laughs> change their page. Once they've got it down, we've got guys that just want to get it done and they don't really worry about the quality of it. So these making mistakes and then getting them to think about why the mistake happened and to go back and, and tweak whatever they've been doing or think about it and, and change their perceptions, it's really challenging and very, very difficult for them. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Um, what do you reckon the students, the, what do you think the students uh, have taken this course? Have they come back with you and said, this is why I did the course? Um, it was sold to them. I, I didn't do the promotion for the course, but it was sold to them to, uh, it would help support their other studies, so which, you know, sort of puts it in the second place, but that's one of them. Um, some of them, I think, thought it was an easier course to do, so they took it because it's an easy science. Some of them simply because on that line, that was the one they least hated, oh, really? which is a bit sad. Um, but that's my job to try and change their mind a bit. So where, where do you think they've come from now? Do you think they're all on board with, with where you're at? I've had them saying that their friends are wishing they were doing investigating science wow. and talking to them and... Um, they're, they're, they're now finding the value. They're going back to their other subjects and taking a leadership role in their, their organisation and being able to point out where misconceptions are happening. So they're getting a great deal of confidence with that. Um, we have 21 already doing the course, so I'm glad their friends didn't pick it just at the yeah, moment. That would have been a, a lot of feedback to do. Because you've got a big class. Yeah. Um, but I, think, I don't think they really knew what they were doing when they were getting into it. Mm. So you think they would go back and choose it again? Some would. I've had one massive tantrum with a girl saying that I didn't get into this to have to think. It's my job to tell her what to do. Um, <laughs> so we had a bit of a discussion about, are you really in the right subject? Uh, so I don't think she'll be taking it on because she's very good at answering questions. She's an A-grade mm. student. She writes beautifully. But if you look at it, it's all re-sprouting what she's learned and read. Right, it's yeah. not actually applying. And um, Yeah, so that's so just one example. That's good. On a different tact, um, the investigating science has a large 30-hour depth study to, that's uh, given there. How do you use that depth study in, in investigating science? Oh, that's a work in progress. I think when I was planning it, that was the hardest challenge to, to work out what was wanted and um, where we are going to fit it in. Even though the Board of Studies gives you time to sort it out and a lot of support, it's funny that you it takes you a while to get out of that that <laughs> mind zone of I've got this syllabus I've got to get through things what do they want me to do so I've been I was going to use it as a, a major open-ended project for them where they choose what they want to do and give them a lot of freedom um, and then I, and I was going to give it as a solid block of time but what I've started doing is recognizing when we go deeper into studies um, for instance the leaching of toxins from fruit or vegetables for the indigenous, how they, they use that, their observations and their inferences to work out that. We went into, we designed this experiment where we modelled it using a potato and starch and we, I just realised this is our depth study, we're really going into yeah. this in a lot more detail than what we needed to and the, the kids were really quite keen and 
and interested in how to design it all. Um, so I'm using my depth study hours a little bit loosely. I'm not locking them in because there'll be times when the depth studies feels right and we'll, we'll just take some time to do that. And then whatever time's left over, we'll focus that using their, their projects. Cool. Um, you, what's your assessment? Because at least one depth study needs to have, or not one depth study, one component needs to have an assessment. Have you thought about how you're going to use that, um, use that assessment as a depth study? Yep. So the assessment, the final assessment they're having is their depth study. Right. And so it's what I'm focusing on marking is going to be the key thing, which is um, mainly looking at their communications and, and observations. It's working scientifically. So these kids could be doing a first-hand investigation. They could be doing research. They could be reviewing science fiction movies. They could be making a video about a, a particular area of interest for them. I've got one girl that's going to be working with Mount Stromlo on some astronomy. So it'll be them doing their own interest, but what I will be marking will be consistent and that'll be... That sounds great. Yeah. And the fact that you're doing it after the, the last assessment, like it's the last assessment, which is great, instead yeah. of doing an exam. The first two, the first one was a first-hand investigation. The second one's a research investigation so that they've got experience great. at what I, the levels that I need them to be working at in both those situations. And I thought they can adapt those two and that experience and that feedback yeah. to then put it into their depth study. Yeah, that, that sounds was great. My thinking. That sounds great. And then they get the, got the assessment at the end to, to work on that. Yep. So what do you think are the main difficulties that are teaching this course? Now that you've actually got your, your teeth into it, what do you think from a, a, an experienced teacher's point of view is the hardest thing about teaching investigating science? Um, the time it takes to do it. Now, it's interesting because... Yeah. The whole idea is that the kids are doing a lot of the work and we're just facilitating, but the amount of time to set up the scenarios, mm. to do your own research, to be able to effectively support these kids um, is, is quite huge. And it's not something you can go to a textbook or just to a website for because I think it's going to change with every cohort depending on what their interest mm. and their levels are. Um, and, and getting your head around it, getting your head around the fact that you don't, have these very clear cut, clear cut outlines that you need to hit or, or points that a lot of it is just a, a bit of a guide and then you it's up to you your responsibility to see how far you take it and which direction you take it mm -hmm. that's um just something we haven't done for a long time so so, so have you um you've changed your teaching strategies at all that you've had for years is that all any of that changed now that you're doing this investigating science? Um, yeah, and it's actually bleeding through to my junior years too. Wow. I'm stepping back a lot and I'm letting them take the lead far more than I ever did. That's great. Um, I um, challenge them. I'm always asking questions and I'm far more likely to just answer by going, all right, well, where would you look that up? How would you do that? Well, can you find that? Um, rather than being the font of all knowledge to, to push the kids through. I never liked that traditional role, but you do fall into it. Well, I did. Um, and it's our default position, I suppose. It is, yeah. Oh, it's a survival position, yeah. I think, for a lot of it. But, um, yeah, for this one, yeah, my teaching's definitely, yeah. definitely changed. Was that hard to do? Was that hard to change? It is. It, it's, it, it, first of all, it's recognising that you're not doing it. Um, or when, you, when, you're not, when you are starting to go back into your normal role of telling them all the, the information they need and to stop that and then to pull back again. Um, it is. It's, it's quite. It's a lot harder than I thought it's, it was going to be. It's a challenge. Yeah, that, that's great. So, where do you where do you see yourself taking this course with the students? Like, we're going into year twelve. Um, 
where do you see that, that, that where them going? Do you see these students um, developing into different scientists or can they use this course to help them with their other sciences? Um, yeah, where, where do you see these students being able to use this course? Definitely supporting their other scientists or sciences. Um, I think we're preparing them for university and tertiary education brilliantly in this course. I've got two children that are at university at the moment and that's been a real eye-opener, seeing the kind of challenges that they've been thrown in their assessments and their group work. Um, so I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm really giving these guys some really good tertiary level experiences to, to build towards. So when they get to uni, it won't be such a shock when they have to come up with an experiment or they have to work in their groups or um, things that we don't, we don't tend to do that well in, in high school. Um, I'm really hoping it, that we produce some very clear, logical civilians, people that, are, um, you know, that might not ever do science again but know the work and the theories that go behind any scientific claim that's made. Um, so I hope they don't get ripped off with shonky science and That's awesome you know, awesome think, ideal <laughs> yeah let's, let's hope we can get something like that with all these students yeah so um are you, are you happy that you now take you've done the course and then you're actually teaching the course would you like would you pick it up again next year and run with it next year oh i'd love to um yeah I'd, and in, in fact i'm making my year seven sciences a lot more like this course as well i'm giving them That's a lot great. more freedom and and it's given me a lot more confidence teaching this course to, to step back and, and just tweak things that the kids are doing in Year 7 with their planning of their, their work. And, That's um, great. Yeah. Do you see them learning more? Like you said, except for the old syllabus had the dot points and we learn them off by heart and I suppose they wrote learn them. Can you see these students learning, actually physically learning more than they used to by this way, this approach? That's a great qualitative, quantitative question. Um, are they learning more? I don't think they're learning more in the sense that they're learning lots and lots and lots of new things. I think they're learning less, but they're learning it better, for want of a better word. But no, oh, I love that. That's that's that. That's what it's all about. I think. Well, Jill, Jillian, thank you so much for today. It was really great, and um, just keep up the good work with investigating science. And I'll come back and when you've finished Year Eleven and talk to you again about this. Thanks again for, for being part of Working Scientifically at CDP. Thanks, Peter.